Hi everyone, you're listening to the Via Lucci podcast, uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. How do you think, Charles? That was who's that, who's that handsome devil on the, uh, on the <laughs> intro there? Funky. Oh, I don't know. That was all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah not too bad. So there you go. Hello everyone. Welcome. Hello to the all new Via Lucci podcast. All new. Uh, Yeah. No, we do the website stuff at the end, don't we? All the yeah, social yeah, media yeah. pages. There's a website, by the way. Oh, I should have written it down. We don't. I've, I've fucked up. Again. Messed up again. <laughs> uh, right, Holly. Yes, hello. How hello are you there. doing? Where do you live at, by the way? Uh, I live out in Dirty Deptford. Where are you from? I can ask you as well. Streatham. They near each other. They sound like they near of, each other. Yeah, oh, probably, really? Yeah. How long does it take you to get here? In, uh, uh, I I I walked for a bit, so I got off at like what from? No, you not. Where did you walk? Uh, from like Victoria, but I walked up through Central. How long did that yeah. take you? Well, I was walking about three, four hours. Oh, not myself. Nice you got a little skateboard in your bag or anything? No, 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 no. No, no, I don't skateboard. What happened to skateboarding? Um, I still see them. Yeah. It's illegal now. <laughs> is it? What? Skateboarding Whoa. is illegal. What do you mean? Basically, well, I saw a security man um, outside a block of offices quite recently, just telling all the kids it's illegal and they got to move. Yeah, I don't know about that. I saw a guy. I don't. I don't know how. Uh, you know. <laughs> How bona fide that is from the security <laughs> guard outside of a spot. Um, I saw a guy in, you know, what those things that you stand on the wheel in the middle? A unicycle? No, it's not it's 1920. What? What's the, the electric thing? You know, you see them on two, you know, you see them on two hoverboard things. Not hoverboard, but you stand on that. You see people going down the bloody road on those things. You mean like a uh, motorized yeah. scoot? Yeah, and you see them on with one wheel uh, in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And he was going up the aisle of Tesco's. <laughs> and I thought that you've got to be a real prick. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, that's not even stupid. That's got to be, look at me. Like, you've got to be showing off there because there's no need for it. You're not, you forget the fact of, oh, well, I should maybe get off of this. You've got to be sh- trying to show people. Um, but I see people on these all the time and I want to say to them, you do know your legs are going to wither away if you don't Exactly. It's just lazy. You just get a, a And all the young people. If, if I saw a 60-year-old on one, I go, yeah, do you know what? Fair enough. If you're 21 and you've got your headphones on, you're flying down the road, you go, your legs are going to wither away. It's not like your legs are just the legs and then that they're going to be like, they, they're they kept there doing what they do because you use them. If you stop using them, you're going to end up with a bloody arthritis of them when you get older. I uh, I want one of those chairs like the fat people have in Wally. Oh, like, Wally where they just yeah. have one of those like motorized chair things yeah. that just kind of zoops, zooms around well, that's and it has a TV built in. When you, when you see a big Brilliant. person get into one of those as well, you go, don't do it. That's You've basically signed your own death warrant there because if you were struggling anyway, and now you get onto a motorized chair, that's it. Now it's going to speed up the process of you getting fatter. I hope it's a line. I hope people realize that that's like a Outside line. of like, I can't physically walk. Like, I can't, my hips, blah, blah. Okay. But if you're just big, because I see people who go, you shouldn't be in that. You have not earned that chair yet. You're, <laughs> you know, you're 10 stone overboard, but you're not 40. If you literally can't walk, like, for your mental health, you have to get out. You do not deserve that. Sometimes I look at people and go, is that even yours? Like, is, is that your mum's or something? Do you know what I mean? You've, but you go, if you get into there, if you've got a weight problem and then you choose to go in one of those, that's it, you're done. It's over for you. It's, it's over. <laughs> you've, you've, you've signed the deal with the devil. Sod it. Just let's speed up the process. I'm done. I think, yeah, as I said, I think it's a sign in your life when uh, things aren't going so well is that you get so yeah, fat the, you can't the, walk. There are certain yeah. lines, like, because I did a lot of drugs and things when I was a kid and the, or, or, I mean, basically everything, but the line's always needles. You go, that's the line I'm not willing to cross. Once needles, thank God I'm petrified of them. But you go, that's when you know if I stick a needle in me, I'm just like jacking up. Now that's a problem. Like that's another level. Forget I like your Coke and the pills and all that. 
once a needle goes in, you'll go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a I'm not, level. I'm not that one. Same with the motorized chair. <laughs> <laughs> chair that's what I'm saying. It's a line, isn't it? It's, it's a big decision, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. But because they must be like doctors prescribe or something. I don't know how it works. You just don't just buy one, do you? You can buy them. Oh, you don't have to, but what about driving on the high road? That must be illegal to. Like, I think you actually prescri- have to drive them on the uh, the road. Sorry. Oh, the road. Yeah, because there was a dude who used to do them round my ex girlfriend's. Yeah, and he used to drive up to the pub every day and then drive back. <laughs> drive <just> drunk. <laughs> yeah, 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 down the middle of the road, uh, doing about whatever they do, about four miles an hour. Whatever right. they do, and like swinging around, occasionally throwing bottles at people, and it was the same dude every night. And he also used to, there was like a wood, this is like on Tottenham, uh, Tooting Beck Common. It's like a wood where prostitutes used to hang around. Nice. Obviously the classy ones. Yeah. Right? In the <laughs> so, woods. Right? Yeah, kind of by, <laughs> like right by this woods. They had these woods, they had a big park and they had these woods and then they had these prostitutes that used to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, it's so weird. And like he used to stop there and, and have his way with the, uh, the prostitutes every oh, now and then. In the forest? Yeah, in the woods. Yeah. Did he get out of his chair? Uh, I I didn't watch him <laughs> yeah. with the prostitutes, but I I don't know what happened. But uh, yeah, he he would because he would have to pass these prostitutes most days. So there was a sign there. There was a sign there that literally said "No jaywalking." Right. Okay. And soliciting will be prosecuted. Did I tell you about the guy selling weed in Camden Town? Yes. Which it, one? No. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. I to, there's a bit more to it than that. There's um there was a guy on the bridge in Camden that was uh, some I was in a van with somebody. And he said, you know, the guy up there sells weed on the street with a big sign. And I just assume people are stupid anyway. So I'm going, no, there's not, I'm thinking, look, it's not, he's not selling weed on the high street in Camden on a Saturday afternoon with a sign. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, the sign, weed, I said, he's not selling, you've read it, something, somebody, did you see it? They're taking the piss. Anyway, so we had something to eat. We drove up there, big queue on the bridge. I'm going, no way. Guy, big sign, weed, one pound. And a queue of nice people, like nice looking, like your, your girls and all that. And I'm thinking, right. What weed do you buy in for a pound, though? No, I mean, it's a Saturday. It's a queue. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it can't just be like, it's a, it's a con. He's turned up and said, I'll try and sell weed. It's not weed. It's basil, it, it's, so it must be. Yeah. And oh, but he's, to Provence, yeah. but like he's come back, because that was a week before the guy told me. So this guy's oh. come back. Oh, okay. And then so I spoke to a friend of mine. He said, what he might be doing... It does. It said weed, one pound per. Th- so I don't know if he's just selling a spliff or anything like that. And um, I think it, my friend said maybe it's just under the limit of what you'll get nicked for. It, do you know what I mean? Ooh, he hasn't got it on him, and the police will come along and go, "Go away, mate," because you've only got that. But I'm thinking, well, how do you coordinate? Who's got the? It's the you're going to constantly be doing it if there's a queue of people and you're just selling one pounds worth. If everyone's going to have a quid's worth, that means you've got to keep telling people to go over there or somebody's coming backwards and forwards constantly if you can't carry it on you but outside that I can't think of any other I was getting away with it a big sign weed W-E-E-D and he's back and I thought I'd like to get him on the show if I was, <laughs> but I couldn't tell the person what I did so just to go you've got some balls that's yeah. great that so what's is what's that we're selling weed on the high street then yeah but that's, that's a busy road of. as well like yeah that I mean bit. it was it's, taking yeah. up some of the road because he was actually on the, that yeah. bridge bit the sign was bloody great huge like that and a queue of like nice kids just queuing up and uh but I just thought, yeah, that's, there's got to be a... There's an angle here, yeah, yeah that, that I'm not seeing, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's a guy selling weed in Camden. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hands, yeah. I always feel like they're doing um, some sort of survey because they just ask it. They're like, yo, babe, yeah, do you smoke weed? I'm like, yeah, bye. Yeah. yeah. Do you? See you later. But I went and went cool. to America. And, just uh, checking everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just getting a, I went get, to America. Get a feel for the area. I went to Santa Monica and it's all, have you got a headache? Here's some weed. And, you get, and the doctor comes out, it's a big rasta. <laughs> I go, oh, he's there. Yes. You come in, you got a headache? Yeah, yeah, I'll take so this is a prescription. I'm going, that, how's he getting away with this? And they said, no, it's just because everybody's doing it. So he's got some low-level diploma and something. And uh, yeah, you go, yeah, got a headache? Yeah, there you go. That'll do, yeah. But um, they're everywhere. I, I, yeah, I knew some girl and she spent some time out in California. And she said she uh, she was able to, I think she, did she get a medical card? Her friend did, I think uh, had a medical card, and they were only out there for six months. Oh, medical card, that's yeah, just yeah. like so she yeah. could leg- he could legally smoke, so she did. Um, but yeah, they they literally you can look online; they give you like a little um, checklist thing to say. Oh, yeah. and then so I've got this, I've got that. Yes I've or got, no? Just I've got you. weird eyes. Yeah. I've got like headaches. <laughs> uh, my sleep's funny. And okay. eat more cookies. Yeah. Occasionally, I fall. It's night time, and I fall asleep, and I wake <laughs> up feeling refreshed in the morning. So they're like, "Yeah, okay, well, you need some of this." Here you go. Um, Seems to be the way it's going, though. Well, the only thing that's going to push it through is the money, because Colorado, did, I think it was Colorado, did the first one, and it's just like the amount of money that just got raked in from it. All the other cities now going, ooh, that's the money. So they're now making money, money in Colorado through, through from booze. And as I said to you before, like all the like, drunk driving's gone down, um, domestic violence gone down. Really? So it's like everything's pushing towards this is the way to go. So all it needs is one greedy president to come and go, listen, mate, that's all... Get that money in. Open the bloody shops up. But it's only because mm-hmm. you've got Trump blocking the bloody thing. Um, well, they, 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 most states, most states now have um, at least medical marijuana. Oh yeah, there's that medical. And program, most yeah. of them have a lot, at least half, I think, about thirty of the fifty states. But Colorado, Colorado, just gone. Let do what you have. Want, actual place dispensaries. Yeah. You can just rock up and buy whatever you yeah. want. So you don't need anything. Yeah. What's happening idea. in England with all that? Is it, can you? What's, well, we're the, I heard that we're the biggest cultivator and distributor of weed in Europe. Oh, really? Um, but we just sell it to all the other countries. So what's going? What about Amsterdam and all that? That's what's what is the thing out there now? Legal? Not legal? I don't. Well, know. it's always has been semi-legal out there because it's very strange. It's not technically uh, legal under the under the laws, but uh, they have a policy called and I always forget. It's a Dutch word called. Something like that, I forget. Um, but basically, it means tolerance. Oh. And so the, the official policy is that, yes, the laws are on the books, but we tolerate uh, possession. And for coffee shops, so we tolerate coffee shops selling it if, as long as they get license and they keep less than 500 grams on the premises. It is funny, just just get on with it. Just stop all this. Part. I know. I mean, since the, the, the just say no in America and all the people that got jailed. I, I put the, what's his, who, who was the president at the time? Um, the actor. Reagan. Reagan, yeah. I charge him with crimes for all the people that went away, all the hospital, all the people that got banged up because of a little bit of weed. Crime, that, that put, ripped families apart because mm-hmm. you want to get tough. You know nothing. And oh, get tough. What do you know? You don't know nothing about drugs. You, oh, they're all illegal. After the most of the people in prisons because of drug related yeah. offences, mm-hmm. and that was your get stuff. Didn't work. Was pointless. Billions of pounds wasted. Full families ripped apart. People bunged in jail in the tens of thousands. Did nothing because you're ignorant. Well, I mean, hemp could replace half of the plastics in the whole world, and obviously, yeah. we, we all know now about the medicinal benefits of CBD and yeah, THC it as well. Me so that's the real that reason. Politics yeah. has to catch up with. Everything constantly mm-hmm. since when Randolph Hearst, it was all a big con. Every, hemp was used in everything from sacks to this, that, the rope. Um, 
because the one man basically wanted to demonise it, and he owned a lot of the well, he owned a lot of the paper merchants, didn't he? William, William Ranavers. So he said, well, we can't have all this hemp stuff coming in, so let's just put out on all my media platforms. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of it, get rid of it. And then it just became a thing. Then the 70s and drugs is the problem in America. So that's, then, so it just became this big thing that was actually bollocks. The whole thing was a load of rubbish. Have any of you ever seen Reefer Madness? I've seen the video, yeah. No, but I want to. Um, it is a 19... 19- Thirty late thirties, uh, propaganda piece um, about the, by the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the about the evils of marijuana. Um, it's fantastic. It, it's it's so badly done. It, I mean, it's a you would really, think it was a cartoon if you watch it now. The drugs. It's like a sat- It's like a joke. Yeah. It's like a satire. Yeah. Honestly, all those kind of uh, anti-drug kind of spoof satire things. It's just that you watch it and you're like, oh, okay. It's, and it's a terrible film with it. It's got that sort of kitsch sort of B movie thing to it and that terrible acting, bizarre plot. It, it, Can you it's watch, fantastic. That must be on YouTube. I think it's on Reef YouTube. Reef and Madness. Yeah. There's a colorized version as well doing the rounds, but you want a black and white one. But, but, cool. but when you watch it, you just go, that's the government. But that's how thick they are. That's how their statistics, the, the stupidity that have told them that this thing is horrendous. I, I watched uh, I watched another film uh, the other day. It was on the afternoon. It was a thriller. It was a sort of uh, melodrama, ro- a romantic melodrama thriller set on a whaling fleet. What? Huh. Where the 1950s... He's been seeking out bad movies. Yeah, 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 that was the thing. He's literally my, been doing thing, it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I popped this on. This on telly, and I just popped it on. And oh. I was just like, what the hell is this? And then, but but the, the angle and the conceit of the whole thing is that the whale, whaling industry is a bloody good thing. And what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and he's perfectly humane. And uh, these whales are just lazing around. <laughs> They're just lazing around. They do a couple of montage bits where they just show. It was really, it's really hard going because it had a warning on the thing saying. Okay. What country is it? Uh, American. It's American film, yeah. In what year? Uh, it's 1953 or something. It's not like the 1800. They know better. It's not like a. It, and, and the footage they have is. I mean, they show whales being caught. Oh, it's taken on. No, but it just has these montages. Oh. And like, where the one of the guys, it's just literally like ADR in a the booth. They go, So, you've got a police slick operation here. <laughs> and he goes, Yes. We, we were able to kill and uh, process over, no. over 300 whales a day. Oh. You see, the whale does nothing for mankind and oh, is there God, for us right. to serve. It is, a, it is a resource like wood. Talking, or, it sounds like talking about salt. slaves in the sort of like. The... It, it was. Re- and I'm like, wow, this is a really odd um, construction of an argument. You know what I mean? Because I was like, everything, it's, it, again, it was like it was a parody. Because everything you're saying is grotesque and awful <laughs> and disgusting like, yeah, and, and so crazy. I'm like, oh my God. And like, but they're presented as the good guys. I was like, this is. It really, but is. the whales just—they're asking for it. Yes, and they say men need jobs. God, yeah, all those families need food. Do you think this man's ch- children deserve to go hungry? Whales need to be killed. I wonder if, like, in the future, with like animals and all that, if when we do, do decode through computers, like language, and able to pick up what they're saying, just what—I mean, it sounds silly to say, but it's not really. You can we can teach them to say words now. But when you actually get some sort of software going that actually picks up the clicks of a dolphin or whatever well, f- to, yeah. to, to decipher what they're saying, are they just going, you... Probably. Funny enough, I watched a documentary last night about the language of dolphins and out of all of the animals, they have their own language and they know this because um, they put through some kind of software. Um, all of the different languages, all of the human languages that we have all go on a certain scale. Yeah. Um, and the dolphins have got the same thing and they can prove that they've got a language because when babies are born, we babble, we imitate yeah. language without saying it and so do baby yeah, dolphins. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that was if you watch the documentary, I think it's Coco. I don't know if I got that wrong. The the, the gorilla, and um, yeah, they taught him two hundred words, uh, but then he started to create his own language because he started to fill in the gaps himself. And I, th- I can't remember what it was. They started off by they're saying, look, a, a a dog. If you if you if you roll a ball under a chair, once this it's gone from sight, it thinks it's disappeared. It doesn't understand. It's mm. behind. You know, it doesn't. And he said, so, what's the word for that? It's temporal. Oh, don't something uh, temporal. I've forgotten. Spatial it. something. Spa- yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's spatial about, awareness. Yeah. It's something. It's about temporal. It's about things. Yeah. But the gorilla, we it would know. Well, it would try and lift the chair. It understands depth. Okay. And um, that it, he he said this one thing he did. He said um, he created his own words. We so had the, he had two hundred words. So he could he could have a conversation. They she'd say, "Can you wash that um, potato when she's cooking?" And he'd take the potato out and go and wash it under and give it back to her, like cooking with her. And he said the one day. He went out and he went outside and it was raining and he came back in and he said, like, why did you come back in? in sign language. <clears throat> and he, is, he had um, water as language, but he came up with heavy water. Like he invented a word for heavy water. As if like, so he even understands that it's not just water, water outside. Wow. He's saying heavy, it's heavy water. I thought so it wasn't just learning it wasn't like a parrot or whatever it yeah, wasn't no. just learning but again it's us having to catch up with the fact they're not bloody stupid they they, they communicate it's just we have to catch up with mm-hmm. how they communicate it's not why well, they don't speak like us they're obviously idiots um and the dolphins yeah the clicks and they understand now clicks accents in different animals do you know with um even chickens which you would think the brains are just almost um reactionary they're, they don't know what they're doing they're just reacting because of evolution uh, they found out about 15 years ago that their squawks, uh, the chicken squawk? Is there, is that uh, yeah, I think you can say chicken Click. squawk. Yeah. Click. Well, the electric ones. They, um, but they realized that that all that, all that sounds like lunacy. They have different squawks depending on if an attack is coming from high or from the ground. No way. And they didn't realise, you know, even the chicken's brain, which is, it really is just, it's barely anything, it's just reacting. Um, yeah, the, the danger high, danger low, like an animal on the ground or an, is different. So it's just like we're the sort of idiot going, well, they don't know anything, and going, oh, we have to catch up with the fact that language doesn't always go how we think it is. Um, but so with software now, you can analyse you know, yeah. things that Aria can't hear but you can do it with computer software. So what you need is then to then mimic that, learn more, learn more. And once you've got the computers going, then you can actually translate very crudely, but it will become like any language. The computer will learn more and more. So you could basically... Talk to the animals. Yes, man. I mean, they do it with hunting. They have certain noises from bear. You can literally just play um, uh, like at your phone a noise for a mating bear. And it will just pick that up and come towards you. So that's, that's <laughs> the start. We don't recommend you try that at home. Yeah. Um, okay. Woo! And then all of a sudden, all the mailbags like, "Oh, right." When, when Hello, I, uh, ladies. I, I sent a, a show, a documentary, and it was about um, the Bigfoot and all that. And it was basically, it was supposed to be a look squatch. Up. Yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah, squatch, yeah. But they were sort of doing a thing of they've given it a bit of credit, but then just taking the piss. They, was, they, this, was this one of these Squatch hunting shows? Uh, it was years ago. Uh, I watched one the other day. It's oh. But it's just because you, you, it's like when people the UFO thing you go, they exist and all that. The problem is, there's a lot of idiots that sort of muddy the waters who were pissed and or sat on their thing or, or just lying, which make it difficult for everybody else. But the, so that when they had the, the Bigfoot thing, they would meet people and, and literally at one point they went, I heard that I was here on my own and I heard the noise of a Bigfoot. And then 
they found that it was literally somebody else was making Bigfoot noises to try and find a Bigfoot. And oh. you go, oh, for <laughs> God's sake. And one person got um, shot um, because he was dressing up as a Bigfoot to wind people up. So imagine if you're a normal person now and you go out there and you see something run through. You go, what the fuck is... No, honestly, I did see it. I'm not like... But you don't know that that's somebody else taking the piss. And one person got shot because somebody had a gun them, took a pot shot and shot the guy's bloke, bloke in a suit. Oh, my god! So you've got all that in there. As You go, just leave it alone. You've literally got a bloke reporting, I heard a Bigfoot, but you had a guy in there calling for Bigfoots, trying to make the noise. You go, just for God's sake. There's a tremendous show called uh, Bigfoot Hunters, I do believe. And uh, yeah. What's that about? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's... It's a, it, Idiots. It's, yeah. <laughs> Delusion. <laughs> mental problems. Um, all of the above. Um, <laughs> uh, all of the above. It's a bit of a scam as well, but I think it's been running about... Yeah, plus it's a reality show on top of yeah, all Yeah, the... I think it's been running about 10 years. So, I yeah, mean, so uh, it's a cotton show. Yeah, yeah. so uh, 10 years they haven't. But they, every time they're like, oh, look, there's a, a picture of a bush and there's something sort of vaguely out of focus in this bush. Mm-hmm. And they go, definitely a Sasquatch. Just everything they see, they go. Any they go, movement, the noise. Any move, no, yeah. Definitely Sasquatch. And again, I've never seen one or heard one, but I can definitely tell that's a Sasquatch call. But you still, that's a weird. I always think like behind the. That's people are doing that, and they they're not stupid. They're not taking the piss. They think when oh, I'm out here, and you go, mate, you pay off your mortgage. Don't, don't be here. That's what here. they're doing. Don't that's what they're here. doing. To be fair, like with their, the Sasquatch hunters, yeah, they, they're paying their mortgage. Well, even like the Doomsday Preppers. Like you go, how much of your money have you spent on this thing? Your family's money, fifty thousand pounds stocking up. What are you expecting? Well, the government come for my guns. The government come for your guns, mate. Your rifle and your, it's nothing. You're a gnat that will be if they want you. And you got five black. Uh, you got drones now. We can do against what's the drone. your gun and your my land. And you know, you mean nothing. You're you're a breeze to them. They just wipe straight through you. But you're spending your whole life waiting for the government to come and take my and you go. It's such a waste of life. That's what I see. It's such a waste. It's like the ignorance in you is such a waste of life. And this is the problem with social media. Whereas if you were an idiot before, there's only so many idiots in the world. But if you can get onto the internet, you can make your world very small and have a lot of people in it. So you think, oh, yeah. And then you all start to feed off each other. And it creates a bloody, like a delusion. It, it is weird. I was thinking about it the other day. This weird, um, at the time of such uh mass communication let's say we live in the information age the data age whatever the hell you call it um everything seems to become we have all this access to all this information and and can you know, communicate with all, everyone in the world everyone's interconnected and yet still it it seems to become more atomized you know what i mean it's become sort of these groups have become smaller and more isolated yeah than sort of becoming more interconnected. Well, that was so dangerous with the, the internet. Of, oh, well, we're going to give you more of what you want. No, that's how ignorance starts. I want to be challenged. But, you know, we're going to analyse what you're looking at and what you're watching and give you more of that and more of that and more of that until all you can see is one stupid line. You've never been challenged on everything. You haven't seen random things. That's what the problem with. I said we have, should have news channels where it's just one news channel and everyone gets a slot. Then it changes. You can't go if to your own little Fox News world. You can't go into your little liberal world over there. Everyone has to share the same sort of pool of knowledge. But Facebook filtering off anything that doesn't uh, challenge you, that's not good. Where does that go in 15 years? You've just sat in your own little like blinkers on. I know I only speak to people exactly like me. That's when you start getting these little lunatic fringe, uh, little lunatic groups that, um, well, I've, I've just been on this one web chat service talking to other nutters. All filtering into the same thing. And now all I see is that. 
If you speak to professors and people at the top of their field and you say, can you tell me about this subject? Unless they're an absolute expert on it, they will say, no, but I'll tell you a guy who does know everything about that. Yeah. Whereas on Facebook, any, any Karen yeah, is lies just a and, perfect... And if you surround yourself with other idiots, what that breeds five years down the line is a lunatic. You don't know, you've never been challenged to anything. None of your, I mean, they're still talking about moon landings and things. And you go, oh. You know, there was like 2,000 people involved in that. Like, it wasn't just, oh, somebody said they went, you go, no, there was a, it went on for 10 years. There was thousands of people involved. It wasn't like a couple of people and a camera. It doesn't, but if you just. I don't know. I just got given a book called Who Built the Moon? So what's the built thing? What, is this a religious thing or a science thing? It's saying it's built by an ancient civilization that put it there to put life on Earth. Here's the thing, right? There must be a part, whatever you bring up on anything, you go, um, okay, the moon's been built or whatever, or religion or, or the, the, the God created everything. A any of that, it's like, <clears throat> if, if I went from here and I went to my car and back and I got something out of the car, you go, well, he obviously just went to, that's the most obvious. If, if somebody in the group then popped up and go, no, what actually <laughs> happened is you jumped on a train and then you go, why have you created a long way round to something that's quite simple? Like if you go, we know the bones, we know the evolution, that's, it all fits in. Surely you'd go, that's the most simple thing that makes sense. Why have you created something that goes, I'm not going to take the simple answer. What I'm going to do is the moon hasn't thing and it doesn't work with gravity and it's all worked and we can sort of map it out. I know you say that, but I've got another idea. There was this alien, right? You go, hang on, why have you derailed from sort of, straightforward knowledge why do you want to go the whole way around i suppose you're talking about occam's rates sir yeah the simplest explanation is but not, i don't even likely. try and make it too scientific it's like no. why have you gone well we sort of know this isn't this which is we don't know exactly but why go well there's this alien right you go why have you made that leap outside of reality I, why is that easier for you to believe than the other stuff well I, because they don't want to believe it they want to i said before the conspiracy thing it's usually People that are quite angry or insecure, they want to know that they they know something you don't. It makes them feel better. If they feel stupid inside, it's like the Trump thing. If you feel stupid inside, you have to think you're better than people to make yourself feel better. You can't just think I'm a little bit like you. You have mm. to go, oh, you don't understand. You're an idiot. I know more than you. So you use the conspiracy thing to make yourself feel better because now you go, I'm smart. You, you go, it's just you trying to fill a void inside yourself. It could be anything. They're just finding a conspiracy because what a conspiracy does when you break it down, it's guess what? I know something you don't and you're stupid because you don't know. But you create a delusion in your head because you need to feel better. It doesn't matter if it's aliens or the thing or that. You just want to know something people don't know. I think there's a, there's a, there's a short answer and a long answer to everything, unfortunately. And like sometimes like typically like we get fed the short answers a lot to questions and ideas just because the long answer is quite complicated you know what i mean like oh why is this thing happening why does this thing exist and you go well all right because of i don't know big bang or evolution you go okay actually actually to explain it in any further detail is incredibly complicated and requires like actual knowledge yeah that's hard work it's yeah. better to have somebody on that's the internet saying, but we all have these sort of simple uh, so the simple explanation and then there's usually when you read in something, it actually becomes very complicated. And you're like, oh, okay, here's actually the real information behind it. Yeah. Well, I said I knew a guy who was, um, I used to, I used to mock him, but not, not mock him, but I used to think, are you a fucking idiot? But it's only as I grew up 
I suddenly realized, well, if you don't know something, you don't know, even if it's very basic. You know, if you start talking to a mechanic and he can go, how can you not know that that does that to that? Like, hey, well, you're not stupid. You just It's never crossed my life. And he didn't understand <clears throat> about giraffes, why a giraffe had a long neck. Or as he said to me once, why doesn't the, why don't we fall off the earth? He thought people, because he'd seen maps. And I thought, if you don't know anything about gravity or, or anything, and you've just seen a, a one-dimensional picture all your life, and, you know, you've got on with life and you, you, you had a hard life, so you, you haven't, you sort of, in the child's way, you would go, why don't they fall off? If Australians down there, why don't they fall off? And I, had, I thought, why can you be so fucking stupid? He thought the necks were long in giraffes because they had to stretch. I said, no, it doesn't. It's the opposite. It doesn't happen because you want it to. Uh, it's it, uh, anyway. So I had to. I mean, it's like it's like they were kind of, but no. Yeah. You know, like, but no. I had to realize. Oh, he's just a child. He doesn't know. Shit, he just doesn't know. And like when I was trying to explain to him why people, so, I said, "Well, they're not really up underneath the earth." I know you said like down under, so it sounds complicated in your head. Australians, they said they're as up as we are. There's no up and down. It's just you're seeing a picture and going, well, there's up and down space. There is no up and down. Yeah. And I was trying to explain gravity and things being held off. <clears throat> he didn't understand that we were spinning around. The, he thought, oh, thought it was there and there. I go, well, not really. We're not just static. In <laughs> but again, so that's like the conspiracy thing. He does. If, if you can get anybody into conspiracies, like the, the moon or the, or the flag is moving and you go, right. Sit down and everything you say about the shadows and on your conspiracy channel, it says, but the flag was moving and the dust didn't settle. And it would, you go, right, if you actually went, let me speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about, like a scientist, you go, okay. So, you know, that thing there, right, that's why that happened. That thing there, that's to explain that. But they don't want it to do that because then I've lost my special thing over you. Debunked it. Yeah, I don't, they don't want to know. That's the problem. I don't, because it's to do with insecurity. I want to know that I'm no more than you. They don't want to, if somebody said, I can give you proof, they won't enter into that. They'll go, and then they go back to the little forum and sit on the thing <laughs> because it's it's ruining the psychological condition of I need to know something special because I'm insecure about it. So I need to know, think I'm better than you and you don't know. I don't want to know that I'm right, uh, I'm wrong. So yeah, so that, um, I don't know, what what are we talking about? What? Uh, we were going to talk about Kanye West. So I don't know who he is. Is he a rapper or a singer or something? <laughs> He's a, one of their rapper people. He was married to a Kardashian. Uh, I don't know what they do. He is a uh, bipolar. Nothing. Yeah, well, he's a bipolar man who's currently off his meds and running oh, rampage. He, the one that... he declared he was going to run for president. Yeah, he's yeah. not. Now he's going to divorce his wife. Is it a mental um, health problem? Is it actually mental? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it's very, too it's much a, money? a very obvious case of bipolar. Yeah, yeah, I don't know whether media yeah, yeah. bipolar is a proper... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he really is. And he's quite clear. It's quite clear when he, he doesn't take his meds sometimes. What's he in the news for now? Hmm? What's he in the news? Well, he, he announced he was going to run for president. Yeah, I heard I think that. Yeah, he yeah. had a press conference. But uh, is this not just a PR stunt for well, his... he... Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I think he's uh, he has these sort of manic sessions. So it seems to be in a manic session now. Uh, apparently, he was tweeting lots of weird stuff. He was going to get divorced. He was like king of Spain or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just watching it play out. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's just like. I just feel, God, just someone, I, I feel sad for it because I just think no one around him is looking out for him. Like no one's saying, you know what, mate, maybe give it a bit of a rest. Well, that's the thing of being chill a multimillionaire. A you have a buffer. Nobody tells like, you anything. Just chill out a bit. Like, cause <clears throat> this is, maybe, maybe you should take your meds. Like, yeah. Maybe. But this is the Michael Jackson thing. Well, I've got 50 million pounds worth of people not telling me. To oh, take that was the thing. He announced that Michael Jackson had been killed and it, like, I think he had proof or something. And the thing is, the media, they want those stories. So it's not like they only need help. They're going, oh, yeah, say some more. Embarrass yourself for more so we can sell some more papers. So it's like he's making it worse for it. He knows it works by saying these things. Yeah. If I'm just a little, he's a little, don't print anything. That's not going to happen. 
Oh, what do you say? You're a, Lut- you're a Nazi supporter. Yeah, I, bang I, I suppose it's, tr- it's social media, though, because in, in the olden days, I suppose people said a lot of weird stuff, probably, yeah. like famous people, people in power. Who knows? Like politicians, they probably said a lot of weird and probably slightly creepy stuff all the time. We never heard about it. Now they're like able to like. Well, it's like the, the, the whole Me Too thing. There was a lot of stuff going on we didn't realise until people's lives started being analysed. Go, hang on, what was going on in the 70s? What were people doing to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's it's you try to I try to think anything new like the internet it's it's I hope try and make it a good thing I try to see the good things on it you know the wisdom but you go bloody human beings there's always that thing you have to put up with as well like if we give everybody a voice that means you've got to give everybody a voice and the internet gives everybody a voice I, I honestly I see the internet as being I think it'll be very different in a number out there at 30 years time i think it's going to be very different i think um this is sort of the wild west days where it's all kind yeah, of free and everyone to, can yeah. say say stuff i think just as because there's so much money involved in it now there will only be more money involved later on i think that it will become monetized to the point where you won't be allow, allowed to have the same amount of freedoms or expressions yeah. that you currently are well laws always have to catch up with things that happen there's no laws on the internet as such so it just oh, has well no i mean but i mean as a, a there's no scaffolding around it it's still like you said the wild west the world has to catch up with what's going on. And then go, right, you can't do that anymore. We, you know, it took a while for us to get there, but now we need to know you can't do that. You can't do it. I've always said like, with, so if you're going to, if it, well, computers are around now, you say, right, from now on, you get an email address, like you get a passport certificate, a passport number. That's your email. So you want to stop fucking around. That's going to, your social media, that's tied to that email address. You want to start spouting off things, that's tied to there. That's your address, that's your ID. Because the computers are here. It'll, it'll probably end up being something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's your email. So if you're going to start doing any weird, kinky shit online, <laughs> it's going to be, that's you who you are. That's your ID. You can't just have people setting up random Twitter profiles and going, you can't, this, you fucking this and that. No, and I think that's one of the things that's going to have to catch up. Computers are here now, email addresses, people spouting off all over the place. Right, now that's your online id that is it nobody can use it that is yours and we know how to trace you back yeah because uh, i mean i'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing but the defamation and, and libel laws don't seem to have much yeah. um like uh, authority over like well, it seems like it's nothing you can just say media. what you want that's what i mean that's kind of a good thing don't get me wrong but yeah. like it's also it's kind of a good thing as long as people are speaking truth but like they if, i don't know people are getting shut down now well, this is the this tweets one. Blocked, yeah, no, this one I'm saying. Is that I see, it, I see it sort of happening more and more. Um, I, sp- I suppose it's not a good thing for groups or individuals to spread lies or misinformation. And well, that's most of the well, this is the exactly. trouble. <laughs> this trouble is that people seem to. It seems to be very difficult for for most people, including me, including yeah. everyone, to to discern what is real and what's yeah. not more and more. So. Yeah, but it's that thing of you need a law in, but then it's like, well, it's free speech. So, exactly. But then it sort of works out and eventually it figures itself out. So I think it's just like a toddler trying to, what, what am I doing here? I'm just running like a lunatic. Uh, what what social media are you on now? So you just got your one Twitter profile. Uh, I haven't been on for a few months. Oh, how, how many followers you up to now? Six? Oh, I was up to seven. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Mostly lunatics. Um, yeah, right. I was up to seven, I think eight <laughs> at one point. But then the two uh, anti-Israeli uh, 
Iranian bots okay. left. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, which I was kind of like, oh no, oh oops. It, do you keep up your social media? Uh, I mean, yeah, you're a musician, so you have to sort of. Yeah, yeah, I'm a rapper. I try to. I actually, um, I think I might be doing quite well with Instagram because okay. yesterday I got a follow from the Nigerian Nickelodeon fan club. Oh, yeah. So. Say that again. The, the Nigerian Nickelodeon fan club. Right. They're not they, asking for your credit card details or anything like that. This oh, they may a, well do. Oh, yeah, no, they said their mate was in trouble, actually. I just yeah. had to... Yeah. You're never going to guess. I've got this thing going on. <laughs> right. I just need your passport number. Just list, Just hear me out, okay? <laughs> yeah. I know you've heard this before. Right. <laughs> it's like, bless them, it's like those homeless people who've got a really good story. Not just a story, but a really good one. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, picture this. Yeah. You go, listen, mate. How much do you want? I we don't need to mate, mate, mate. I just think, okay. And they go, all, all the all the wonderful thing is, I had this one guy recently, a couple, couple months ago. He's like, right, first off, I don't want any money. Yeah. And I was like, that's an odd way to start a conversation with a stranger. Um, Five minutes then, late, you've got your wallet out. <laughs> I, yeah, and then I was just like, okay. And then he started doing his little spiel, this little sales pitch. And then I was like, okay, mate, I'm not actually going to give you any money. And he's like, okay, then he just walked off. I was like, so you're going to get a mouthful of abuse and go, right, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, I, it's, it's mental that we still got people living on the streets, isn't it? If you think, I, yes. I was thinking the other day, go to 1970 and then go, right, we're in 1970 now, 2020, guess what, flying cars, oh, but, uh, utopia. And you just fast forward and go, is that it? Mm-hmm. That is that what we're still pissing about? Nothing's changed. It's just you know, you think, oh my god, it's it's, it's like a delusion that we think we're getting modern. He goes, no, it's still shit. It's still people on the streets. Twenty twenty, the future. Twenty twenty, flying cars. No, just people on the streets begging. Still, like nothing going mm-hmm. on. And it's my, just illegal now to beg. Is there, I wonder if there's any any country that hasn't got it. I mean, like Sweden or maybe or something. Or homelessness. Yeah, at least not on like even I, like a low level. I, yeah, I mean, what's with China? They don't like the on the streets. They don't like that sort of thing. Oh my, yeah. I they have a lot. North of po- Korea, they have a lot of poverty. I wonder if North Korea, like, is probably like illegal or something like that. Uh, it might be. Yeah, um, just because they need to keep the pretense of like everything being perfect. And the idea is that states should be supplying you with a job, or the semi-privatized yeah, industry should be supplying you with a job. I don't know. What it, I found a bit confusing was um, being on TFL recently, and the man on the tannoy tells me for overseas people that's. Transport for London. Oh right, yeah, transport yeah. for London. Yeah, on the on the underground, and um, and it tells me please wear a mask for the safety of other people. And in the same breath, they say please do not donate to people begging. And it's like, okay, so who we're we looking out for here? Just the people, just the people with a home. Yeah, the, that begging thing that's difficult because a lot of that does go to drug money. <clears throat> so I see. I try to work. Like I know people have told me like that. There's an Audi that picks those people up and throws them out into the street because they ship them over here. Um. Yeah, there's definitely gangs. Oh, yeah. They, they, they say you'll come over to London. We've got a job for you and all there. And, you know, they're on their own. And then they say, right, go and get us some money. Or well, you're not getting back. And you go, well, that money that you're giving to that person, that does go. If you stop doing it, they're going to be in shit. But then you stop it happening because it's pointless for the drug cartel not to do it. But it's that moment you go, well, one thing isn't going to help hurt. But then you've got 50 other people going, well, one quid isn't going to hurt. Then now the drugs that keep doing it and they bring more people over. So it's that weird thing. You've got to go, I know you need it, but I'm literally giving money to, to carry this on for you. It doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember uh, I mean, when I was a, a younger man in India, um, I had uh, a lot of moral dilemmas over it because it was – because obviously, I mean – Money, money was nothing over there. It didn't mean anything, you know. It was, and a little bit meant a lot to 
you know, a, yeah. the average the average Indian person. So you and it, begging is a big thing over there. But also you have organized gangs and stuff, and they have yeah. So that's what ladies wars, coming yeah. up with. Honestly, like fifteen, you get gangs, little kids coming up stuff, and it's. We had that problem where um, it was not a thing, mate. Where they would get kids, <clears throat> um, and then cripple them to make oh money my from goodness. them. Oh, yeah. what was that film? Yeah, it's going um, Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, well, what they were pouring hot metal into people's like, kids' eyes to make them Got blind oil or something. Yeah, blind, yeah. yeah, and you go. <sighs> But if the top's corrupt, then forget it. You forget the thing at the bottom. This is just going to carry on. Well, the, the, it's the top, always the top thing. But the, that was the old um, uh, urban legend in India: is that people would lie on the train tracks to uh, oh, so wow. train would come off, cut just their legs off, so money. they could beg uh, proper. They could beg better because they'd be an amputee. I was going to. Um, you also had the, the they had the lepers there. They had lots of lepers everywhere. People sometimes with faces yeah. falling off and stuff, and no fingers. But then my favourites were the fake lepers. So <laughs> you fake that? Just put an arm up your back like no, that. No, they they because because lepers would go like that to yeah. you because they had no fingers, all their yeah, fingers yeah. Were off. So they just sort of show your palm of their hand for money, and like and that was to show that they were kind of yeah they were ill and had leprosy. The fake lepers would just sort of tuck their hand, their fingers in like this, and go eh, and I'd be like, what? <laughs> the thing is, yeah. and they go eh, and I go what? Shake Doing like like folding your fingers into your hand, like what? And they were like, oh okay. See, and and again you go, but if there's nothing. And there's no welfare, no money. You have to. What do you got? That's sort of in a weird way. It's entrepreneurialism. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to. Make, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you uh, do? Just not eat because of morally. You don't want to embarrass yourself. No, you got to eat. You got kids. You got to do whatever you got to do. And, and occasionally, you'd have these uh, these sort of wandering Buddhist monks. Um, sometimes they, I saw a few of them who were naked. Who literally all they owned was a bowl. They just sit there all day with a bowl naked, and people would give them food. And they, they just that's all they relied on. They didn't do anything. Um, <laughs> There were a few others who did have little nappies, which I appreciated, because yeah. um, at least just. But cut, what's cut the, junk what? But they they would sort of oh modesty yeah, but they were sort of travelling Buddhist people who just went from town to town, and lived off the generosity and kindness of the universe because of Buddhism. So is this a good thing or a I don't know? I don't know. Oh, well, you did say it was a moral problem with you. No, well, well I, I saw that. I mean, at that time, like, that, that, that's a kind of the spirit, That's a kind of they shoot. That's a sort of spiritual quest. You know, that, I don't but, know. I think that might be you. That's like me walking around with my wallet open. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> the yeah. bowl is technically a wallet open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to put some money in there. Um, who was the guy in ancient Greece that? Oh, Diog- I was getting to see. This, this, we're talking about the guy this, lived in the barrel. No, Diog. Di- not Diogenes. Di- Who's the one that used to, used to go around with a lamp during the day and hold it up to people's faces because he was trying to find an honest man? I don't know. Yeah, he, he, he used to play a lot of tricks. He was a, th- a philosopher, like well known, like Alexander the Great went to find him. Di- Dion- no, Dionysus is the Greek god. Diogenes. Is he the one who lived in a barrel? Yeah, there was the guy who lived in a barrel, and then Ale- I think Alexander the Great him. came up. Yeah, that was and it. said, "Oh, you're, you're, um, you know, what can I give, do yeah. for you?" Stereoclophanes, yeah, the, the great thinker, the greatest thinker yeah. of our age, and he Diogenes, I think that's his was, name. Yeah, and he he lived in a, a a barrel, wooden barrel, and would tell people to f off if <laughs> they came too close. Uh, that was his thing. And uh, Alexander the Great came came to him one day for counsel, and he told him to get out of his light. He, he said, "What can I do for you?" He said, "Can you get out in the sun?" Yeah, you can get, <laughs> you're blocking my light. Get out. Of but it. he would do, like you said, he would. He would not. I mean, it's funny. You, get, you don't think like, oh, those ancient people. No, they're us. They take the piss. Their sense of humour is all that. And he he would walk around with the lamp. He said, "Hold it up to people's faces during the day." He said, "I'm trying to find an honest man because he thought everyone was full of shit." Um, 
But yeah, he he did a thing where he got a group of people together, said he's going to do a big speech from his barrel or whatever. He did changes, and all these people come together, and he was talking to all this philosophy and like oh, amazing, blah blah blah. And then um, he took his trousers down and took a shit in front of all of them, and they were all like horrified. All these uh, 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 proletariat, no, not the proletariat. It was the proletariat, aristocracy, plebeians, pro. What's the what do you call the higher the Proletarians? Is that high or low? Proletarians is the working class. Patricians. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's all these hot, you know, people come to see him and he took his trousers down, took a crap right in front of them. And he was always doing things like this, but he's, he was like, he, would, he said to them, so you're more disgusted by me doing a normal bodily thing here. You're horrified at that. But the corruption that goes on, you Ooh. do nothing. And it was again just shoving in your face that oh you're a shit you think that's vile disgusting yet you allow the all that to happen and you do nothing. And I thought yeah he's a smart guy, but he was always doing these things just to mock society of like you're so you have a go at me and you lot of the, the corrupt things. So he's always playing tricks. He was a smart guy. Um, been very mi- mi- Greek mythology heavy the yeah, last couple no, of yeah, shows. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Go it's a, we should definitely do a special on that. It's really yeah, interesting. I like yeah. yeah, I like that stuff. Um, your what do you call your music? Is it rap? Is it moved on from? Am I talking eighties rap? Um, well, no, say, it's not rap, is it? What am I talking about? I'd it say it's kind of hip hop. Ah, hip hop, yeah, yeah. Pop. yeah that's saw, what I would I, call it. I saw some old MTV on YouTube thing. It just popped up, and I thought, wasn't it great the days where you just had the four blokes? One was doing the big guy would be doing the beatbox, yo yes. MTV, blah, yes. and the big stereo. And then they have the gold chain. Remember the big gold around the MC chains? And I thought, oh, those were the days. <laughs> those just, were the days, yeah. Yeah. On the 80s when everyone had to dress up and have their own thing. Yeah. yeah. Shelter always had the, sh- the tracksuit. Yeah. Always four guys. Um, and it, just, it was an um, MTV advert. And it did it, yo, MTV. Go, oh, those were great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we said, what happened to scratching? That was there for like a weekend. And then it just gone again. <laughs> everyone rap battle. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, true. I if don't you, hear it if as you much. If you hadn't been around for that, and you tried to explain that to somebody, and they didn't know anything about it, you go, "What did they do?" Well, they got the record, and they went, wicka, 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 and you go, well, "What's that?" You go, "I don't know." It, it sounds cool. It, it was cool. a thing. It was cool. like a proper big thing. Um, Maybe we could do that for your uh, intro for the Vialucci show. Yeah. It's wicka, wicka, Vialucci. Oh, do you know we've we've missed the boat there because it would be slightly ironic and slightly. We can mix it up. Yeah, we might do it as a one if we do like some music. Yeah. Karem, keep that in mind if we do, because we've just recorded our first intro, so it'd be a bit weird to. Um... We can mix it up. I can do. I can do accents. Oh well, I'll tell you what. I'll, Bonjour, I'll... I'm a Frenchman. There we go. Brilliant. <laughs> I um, I was thinking of doing an '80s show where we talk about like '80s music, '80s thing, and I was going to call it the Over Thirties Show. It's just <laughs> for people over thirties. If you be below thirty, don't even waste your time. You're not going to know anything. Just harping back, and I thought we could probably use it then. <laughs> I'm a I'm a late late eighties, early nineties type of man but yeah you've got to be a like at least 18 in the 90s i think to, for it to work haven't you i don't know but i think i used to think i was born in 87 and i used to think that the 80s looked super boring i was like thank god i missed that one yeah it's just a load weird. of men wearing eyeshadow but it looks so cool with the shoulder pads it, uh, and the films i used to i used to be like 80s films are wow yeah, the cars. And, like, and now actually like i'm like these are great. Like, this yeah. is a consistently good decade. I think because the 90, every, the bar got dropped so low. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. But the bar went so low that that then sort of automatically rose up. 
It's like you, the seventies. Through the last ten years have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's culturally. I mean, what what would you think of like the eighties? You think of the sixties, the seventies, yeah. the seventies. Come on, you, yeah. You have this sort of cultural sort of um, image in your head, you know, of like uh, the hairstyles, the 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 music, the, yeah. the films, the the, you know, the culture. Don't I struggle to think of that for the last decade? Like, well, the thing the I think noughties, once computers like came along. Like I like watching old documentaries, like when they just went and fought, they find an old filmmaker in the like the seventies, or they get some um, uh, musician or an author who is half sort of autistic. Like they don't give a shit. They don't know what a camera is. That they don't know about social media like it was before then. So you really did get a snapshot of somebody where the camera was always getting in the way of their life. But when the camera thing came on social media. Now people play up to it so you don't get those real people anymore because once the camera on, it's worth money. My social media, my Twitter, if you go back to like the, the 80s and the 70s even, documentaries then, man, poop some bloke on the road on his own on a motorbike. He didn't give a shit about the car. You're following him mm-hmm. and you get those Gritty real, realism. yeah, the real people. But now if you everyone's automatically playing up to the camera, mm-hmm. you don't get that anymore because everyone's trying to be polished. Everyone's trying to social media. So it becomes really, really weird that you've sort of almost lost that if you're starting a band now and you know it's a cookie cutter band you're sort of playing up to a thing that's empty anyway you're playing up to a hollow thing so you need those outliers to go i don't give a shit this is just me but that's hard because you're going against the grain you're going where the money isn't to start with it it would probably be difficult to do something like a louis theroux show now because i think maybe people are a bit more media savvy. Yeah, you I got mean, a camera turn up. I know, I know the Louis Three's been running for whatever, 10, 50, 20 years. Um, so people, people have, um, people are a bit more sort of, yeah, a bit more savvy, a bit more aware that actually, oh, you're making a documentary about me. This isn't going to end well because it never has like all the other 8,000 times. Yeah. Someone's gone out and made a documentary about someone. They've always ended up looking weird or a monster. At the very least, you're going to end up with like guy, looking odd. Basically. I was listening to somebody. Oh God, who was it? It was a filmmaker and he'd made a doc. Oh, it was like a Michael Moore type guy. It wasn't him, but it's like those sort of documentaries. And he said he stopped doing documentaries. He said, because before you go to a documentary and you go, can you sign this? And they just signed everything away the way they can seek and film, whatever. He said, what happened is he started filming things um, in America. And he said, and a couple of people said, oh, can I see that? I just want to send that um, to my dad to get him to check the, my dad's a lawyer. And you go, oh, so now they're going, right, what are you going to film? What are you not going to film? I just want to make sure because, you know, I might want to get a job one day. So can you just, I've got to get my dad. He said, when they started saying, oh, I've got somebody to, can, before I sign that, can I send it to somebody to get him to sign? He said, that's it, it's over now. Because now you're not getting an actual, but now they're, they're aware that what happens is going to go on the internet. Uh, one of, maybe the best documentary I ever saw, which spurred on a lot of what I've done, was made in, the, I think it was the 80s, was that, um, what was the, the, American movie with Mar- uh, Mark the one they're, they're making a film. Yeah, a horror film. Yeah, that's great. I think it's 90s old. Just, you go, 90s. God, nobody knows about that guy and he's just trying to make a horror film and doesn't care. He's living in, in a trailer place and he's got nothing, just the human beings that he knows. He gets his mum to play the killer at one point because the actor doesn't turn up. But he's wearing yeah, I mean, he has to go and get his stuff. friend out of prison at one point. <laughs> I mean, it's like that. And, he, and just, the, you see this, Just it just reminded me of putting the magazine together. It's just like every day it's grinding problems out trying to get through like i shouldn't be struggling at this level like to get people to do basic stuff and just watching them do the whole process and he's like a genius he's got no education he's an alcoholic a young guy and the way he speaks it's like oscar wilde he's got he knows all these big words and things and um he has a weird mate doesn't he 
Yeah, it's mate. One scene when they're up all night cutting this thing to in the university. Cards or something. Isn't yeah, he's addicted to scratch and goes, <laughs> dude, you're you're, you're in, no, he's in therapy. He goes, what are you in therapy? Oh no, he has to pick up his mate. Yeah. He says, why did he goes? Oh well, he's addicted to scratch. He goes, your mate's in therapy because of scratch cards. I, sh- I shouldn't because you know a gambling addiction. So. But he gets drunk and he starts shouting at the camera and he goes, "But he's a fil- he's a what a filmmaker is he? Like he he's understands the, the depth of filmmaking and all that. But he's just he's got no money. He's, and it's so like you go, you couldn't do that now. It's gone. That time is gone. Where you everyone's got a social media presence. Everybody knows their social media is worth money. So you can't do it. You can't bypass that thing. Um, outside of medical conditions where they don't know, they don't understand things, you can't get those people anymore because everyone knows their social media's worth. Everyone's got their own channel, basically, and they see through things through that. Um, But yeah, so I thought, just have a heart back, say, listen, you're under 30, you're not allowed to listen to this. This is just for talking shit about... I mean, every... I was thinking, thinking, is this any good? And I was watching some old films, and I was thinking most of them were in New York, with like a saxophone playing and steam coming through. The most American films started like that. It does that though. You ever been to New York? What? Steam does rise through the vents. What, even now? Cool. Yeah, well, I went a long time ago, about 10 years ago. But what is it then? Uh, it's sewage. It's, uh, it's, I, it's not cold, particularly cold. Subway? It's yeah. yeah, I think it's the sub. Yeah, I think does it, it make your dress go up like Marilyn Monroe? Uh, it can do. No, no, what they do is they have these weird, it's kind of unsexy now. <laughs> they have these weird sort of... Um, uh, plugs they put on top like a it's like a kettle now a kettle spout yeah it sort of goes up goes straight up in the air but yeah it still does it i, I thought it i thought that was really? a sort of a weird kind it's of not a toxic uh, thing it's not a smell no it's steam it's steam but what's the why is the pressure on the uh i, t- I can't remember something to do with the conditioning or something yeah so the sewer system i can't remember uh, if you if you go and look at this what how new york's changed you've got some old documentaries you go new york mate that was not a that was not a that was like a dump. Like that was a proper dump. Like there was a certain place in New York that, um, like what you think of the Warriors, like the film The Warriors or the Escape games. from New York. It yeah. was like that. Yeah. Like there were certain places that police didn't go into, and it was just the whole place was just smashed to bits. It was just a dump. Nobody, fire stations never used to come in with those fires and things like that. Go and watch the documentaries, and there were massive gangs. You can watch documentaries about each thing had its own gang, and there was a, a guy who brought all the gangs together. And then somebody end up killing him. Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a reference on the movie. The, yeah. If you've seen, seen it, which is but yeah, a lovely film. <laughs> that's lovely. I think it's well. Quite, that's that. Quaint. Is that eighties? That is, yeah, more or less. I think it's nineteen seventy nine. Okay. What was your uh, musical influences? Oh, growing up. Yeah, early. Oh early. well, um, well, Lauren Hill. When I started listening to hip hop, it was Fuji's. So that Fuji's, had a lot yeah, to do yeah. with it. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's happened to them? Uh, what, what, happened was to, what happened to Lauren Hill? Because after she made that statement, like it kind of. <laughs> what was this? What did she oh, do? Oh yeah, well. What did she do? Oh. Um, well, she she lost a lot of money um, from tax evasion. She went inside, unfortunately. Oh really? Yeah, yeah and then um, as a result of that, she had to sell a lot of her music. So she doesn't actually own. Right. Yeah, she so oh. she only owns the lyrics now. So if you go and see her live, which I did in Croatia a few years ago, um, it's kind of, it was bizarre. It was like Copacabana with her lyrics over the top. It was like a full live Copacabana type band. So, so they, they couldn't play the beats. No, no, there was oh, no come like on. dun dun that dun dun. Weird. None of that. That's weird. It was really weird. Of course, she was a couple of hours late. Yeah. Standard kind of diva maneuver, but um, but well, she's a legend. So was this a festival then, or a, it was yeah, Outlook uh, Festival. So she's okay, still out Croatia. Oh, where in Croatia? Um, oh, Pula. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you ever go to music uh, things? 
concerts or concerts are you i i have been i i i've been to reading once i snuck into reading two three times twice at least twice i snuck in but you do places. you work at the bars of a lot of the concerts. no i just that was in the old days when you could just sneak in oh, so, right. like um, i remember a guy pulling a gun on me he said he's gonna shoot me when i was i was so young i had a death wish so i just i turned around and said go on and shoot me in the back I mean, he would have been putting me out of my misery at that time because I was just sick to death of bloody life. But I said to you're going to shoot somebody to try and get in a concert. I think it's Finsbury Park. I was doing security there. Oh, I got the money. The public showed the gun. I was like, "Go on, then shoot me. I'm not fucked." And just turned around. So if he's going to shoot me, shoot me in the back. And then didn't do it. I thought I said to him, "You're going to shoot somebody to get into it." It doesn't make any sense. Cat, you're like, Did you see the gun? Was it not a banana? No, it was a gun. Ugh. But it's like saying I worked at a club where a guy got shot. Did get shot because um couldn't bring chewing no lollipop into the club. And I wasn't there at the time, but you go, a lollipop. Couldn't bring a lot. It's ego, really. You can't bring a lollipop. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. Blah, 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 blah. Now everyone's involved. And then to shoot something, you go, that's, to talk about ignorance. I mean, that, somebody got shot in the face because he couldn't bring a lollipop in the that, That's why I'm terrified of uh, teenagers. Um, <laughs> because it's not that they're scary. It's just that they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that right. They, yeah, they, yeah. They might, they might just stab you or like <laughs> beat their life for no reason. Yeah, they're it's stupid. Like, it's it's not, not necessarily because they're yeah, tough or gangsters yeah. or big, big men or whatever. It's just, no, they're stupid. They just don't think about other consequences. I know a guy got, I won't say the club, but um, yeah, so I did security for a lot of years and he, he got the sack because a guy, pulled his shotgun out, still on a shotgun, to come into a club. So there's only mental health problems. And he stood aside and went, go on then. <laughs> and he went in and then uh, he got the sack. I was like, well, what did you expect it to do? To yeah. This is my club. You're not getting in. <laughs> like, um, it's like John Wick him. Like, yeah. just, just like they use these gun carter skills. Yeah, and so like, mate, disarm I'm going home tonight. I'm not getting shot. Because, yeah. But um, yeah, he got the sack. That was a famous footballer's wife owns the club. Oh, even that might be too much. But um, yeah, anyway, so... Um, but yeah, working in the clubs, it was so weird to go. But I, I used to say, but you've got to be careful because young kids, you think they're not working on the same wavelength as you. Their world is that small. And if you're taking the piss and two of their friends see it, to them, that's like killing their wife, your wife. That means everything. All they've got is their ego. That's so you saying, no, you don't embarrass them because that's all they've got is that bullshit. And if you ruin that bullshit or embarrass them in front of them, they'll, they're not thinking, well, I've got 10 years in jail. They're going... That's, that's what I mean. You're yeah. ripping me apart. I've got yeah. to do something to you. Yeah. To... That's what I mean. It's not they don't necessarily think of the consequences or the sort of wider. Yeah, no. And, but when you so come from that that's... lifestyle, your world is that. It's like I there was a lot of stuff with gangsters and things, and I worked at a lot of bad places that mainstream gang, like well-known UK names. You know, it was that sort of world. And when you're in it, so and so, and I remember when the Essex boys got shot, and the police would come around. Oh, a big thing. Yes, it was sure. oh. And then when you come out of it go it's only a small group of people but a couple they got a fucking job they're broke or big gangsters you go the big gangsters in a fucking little a group of well people know them you go in the real world they're like this thing from like 100 years ago you go but when you're in it oh so boy so so and he's gonna be shocked he's gonna get shot you go but your world is this fucking big you're big fish in a tiny little pond big gangsters you're not not important it's like these, these um when you get in the postcode killings and around North London and all that, you go to them, oh, gang, you go, the, 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 you're on housing benefit, mate. Like this postcode thing, you messing around, they've just moved your mum up north now. Oh, well done. But to kids, it's like a, that's their life. You're, you know, threatening their existence by coming into our postcode because their brains are tiny. They're working on nothing. Postcode. You go, postcode? You, you think your council give a shit about you and your postcode? 
Oh, well done. Now you've started a fight and you've got ready. Now your mum's up north in Manchester. So, oh, well done. Postcode. But you think, what do you think you own? But in their world, that tiny little sliver of the world, they're important, which is why they're dangerous. Because, like you said, they've got, they've got nothing to lose. They're, everything to them is ego. So you have to be careful with them. I just say, you can don't just don't embarrass people. That's the worst thing you can do. I actually, um, I live with um, someone that is a um, prolific gang member. Um, from about uh, 15, 20 years ago. And if, I mean, if you still Google his name now, it will come up with lots of bad things that he used to do. And he's been inside about seven times. And now he's completely reformed. He works with young people. He goes in prisons. Um, you know, he's worked, he's um, worked in some of the most expensive schools in the country and things like that. So it's quite interesting. We should, maybe we should get him on here um, to, you know, hear his story about how he got there, what social construct forced him to think that he had nothing and the, the only you know, family and support he could get was from a gang and how he was probably, um, you know, persuaded into that life and then how he then got out of it. And then now... Yeah, I mean, if I wrote everything down like I did, I couldn't picture myself, you going, that's not you. That is mental. And you go, well, I didn't have any choice. The thing is, you don't, when you're in it, you don't know you're in it. Like when I said, when I was doing things, it was like I was a different human being. I wasn't thinking... Death was nothing. Like when you grow up and you've got things to lose, oh, it's important, I better not get arrested, I better not break the law. When you've got nothing, people go, oh, jail sentences. I didn't give a shit about it. It, never, it didn't even come into my mind, jail sentences. Didn't even, I just thought I'd be dead anyway. So you just waste, you're just spinning the wheel until you're dead. And you go, well, you li- I used to think, I never thought about the next month. That never went through my head. I thought somebody's going to kill me eventually. One day I'm going to get shot or something like that. To think of getting old, it was like, eh. That's why I said I never taught myself to read because I thought, well, I'm not going to get past 26, 27. So why bother? I've got this far. But you don't realise that, 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 that you've technically been, you're delusional about what you think the world is because that's all you've been given. There's no point in parting all these laws that bounce off you. I didn't even know what a prime minister was. It's all these laws things. Um, it wasn't, I'd never had anything to do with it. People say, oh, how can you not read? I didn't have to read. I'm with people that can't read. I'm just getting in fights. So yeah, that's not the world. You know, you wouldn't survive in my world and I wouldn't survive in your world. It's not anything other than you've been born in the wrong bloody place, mate. And everything I had kept me alive then. All your morals, what you would have been dead. Things stayed with me because I, I learned how to play, not how to get shot, not how to do this, and flying off the handle because you had to, because people were trying it all the time. That keeps you alive. It took years before the echo and that sort of stench of that just slowly moved away. But then you go, oh my God, I know people that still have that. Their little world is that big and there's no, there is no future. I'm not thinking about future. It doesn't exist. They might as well drop the word out of their mind. It does not exist, but it's hard for people to get their head around that. As I said, don't put yourself in positions with people that you think you can talk, you don't understand. They will kill you and it's not even out of evilness. It's just that that's the way they are. Which is one very heavy. I was going to add, uh, I read an article in the Guardian, so it must be true. Champagne um, socialist? That um, that the... uh, I heard that the Deptford Mandem were beefing with the uh, Broccoli Boys. Sounds about right. Uh, broccoli, yes. Yeah, and, broccoli, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And there, there was a thing going around. This is when I was, for some reason, I was in Deptford quite a lot. Can't remember why. No reason. Picking something up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, was, I was busy. I was making myself busy. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I was just happened to be there. Um, and yeah, and there was apparently a thing where it, people were coming up to asking if you're wearing two pairs of socks. Oh, yeah. And if they you weren't, you got stabbed or something. 
I'm a bit too old for that, thankfully. Right. Luckily, like they're just like I'm going to ask that thirty year old dude. Now. Yeah. <laughs> He's obviously not. Um, it's always kids that get it, but like, luckily, I thought I do wear two pairs of socks anyway most days. So why? Because it's when I'm cold. Oh really? Yeah, that's 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 my line in the sand. Is like I know it's winter's coming when I go two pairs. Would of you socks. ever go three? No, because then I'd scared my feet will go black and drop off. It's like <laughs> I've done three before. I was I lived in Finland no. for a little bit. I li- actually lived oh, in the to. Arctic oh, okay. Circle in the winter, right. so yeah, it was like like some days you had to wear a bally, a balaclava, yeah. to go because it was otherwise the the Russian cold wind would go on your head and it was like you'd eaten loads of ice cream and got brain freeze just right. by going outside. Really? How long did you live in Finland for? Uh, that, I was there for four months. So oh, for like okay. two of those months, the sun didn't come up at all, and then when it did. Boy, that was a good day. That's a good, good summer, summer, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Start to defrost. <laughs> yeah. <a bit. laughs> um, why were we there? Um, I, I relationship. Did, it was no, no. It oh, was um, so the recession that happened what fifteen years ago. Yeah. Um, I was working in recruitment, and all of a sudden, I wasn't making very much money yeah. and working twice as hard. So I was like, "Screw this! I'm going to go do a ski season." So I worked in the Alps first year. I just lied. I was like, "Yeah, I can snowboard." Yeah, yeah, I can cook. Couldn't do either any yeah. of those things. Just had pot noodles and then just taught myself everything when I was there. And then the next season, I wanted to do something a bit different. So I thought, Arctic But what were you circle. teaching? I was cooking. Oh, cooking. So okay. people come on holiday, rich people come on holiday and pay loads of money for a chalet and they get a little old me. But why did you choose that country? What, Finland? Yeah. I wanted to up? do, I just wanted to have a completely different experience. And it just looked really cool with the husky dogs and the reindeers and the northern oh, okay. lights. So what brought you back so soon? Didn't work out. Uh, well, when it, when the season finishes, oh, you, you leave. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a friend and, and a couple of people who did that in um, uh, the Alps in France. But I know one guy; he did it for. He was supposed to do it for about three, four months. Uh, he lasted about six weeks because they said no alcohol on the premises <laughs> and like no drinking, even on your days off. And he was just like nuts to that man. That sounds great. <laughs> like he's just getting like he's like I don't know twenty or whatever. So he's fine. So he's just you know getting wasted every night, and like they, he just got fired basically. Oh God. Have you, ever, to the best of us. have you ever yeah. been fired from a job? Have I ever been fired yeah. from a job? Um, kind of. I mean, I've left a few places and they've been quite pleased to see me go. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tacitly. Uh, one place I did get uh, because I worked at this uh, scam telesales, yeah. telemarketing <laughs> company in Exeter. Long story, yeah. right? Literally round the back. It was, they had this big, huge industrial estate and then literally the unit we were working on was like there was like a derelict field and then there was this office right, so it okay. was it was in like a sort of wasteland beyond the industrial behind the park. fruit pickers yeah, yeah, with all yeah, the illegal yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it looked like an, it wasn't abandoned kind of office i think there might have been there's a scam well, i don't know they got it but there was like wires coming down from the, the telephone wires were coming down from the wall from the ceiling yeah um they had a blackboard in the cor- in the corner and they uh the company name would change every hour or two oh, oh. oh. They just rub every it hour, every couple of hours. They they oh, change company name. We'd, we'd have to say, okay, we're from this company. And we were going through. We were having to call how cold call people. And for some reason, it was on Wimbledon. I know, I remember it was Wimbledon, and um, I was calling people up. I think Murray was playing or something. And all these grandpas were like, "Why are you calling me? Oh no, <laughs> I'm watching Andy Murray on the telly." It's <laughs> uh, like, sorry to bother you, sir. And I just they're like they like just get what were you spiel. selling? Mm-hmm. Get in the spiel, just just do the do the um the, the conversation bits, just quick as fast, just blast them oh, with it. Yeah. So they'd just be like, oh, well. yeah. so they listen to. It. The longer they listen, then the more chance you've got of roping them. Yeah. In. I did this about a week. Um, it's awful, and I kept on joking. I was like, I remember one bit. One day, I was like, what's the number for a crime watch? Anyone? I was like, what's like trading standards? What's the number for trading standards? Just, just 
curious and like the manager was like oh can I have a word? And right, I was yeah. like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, well. Can you um, go into the office and it's just a field <laughs> yeah. door closes behind you? <laughs> we just need you to go into that back room. So what there. were you selling? Uh, oh, it was holidays. But yeah. Timeshares, yeah? Oh, yeah okay. No, it was, um, it was like, what, what, what the hell was it? It was like uh, holidays you bought, yeah, like over the phone or something. Um it was very strange, but they asked you for a questionnaire. There was the, the starting pitch was like, okay, we're asking you a questionnaire about your holidays. How many holidays you've been? Where'd you go? Blah, blah. And then they'd go, okay, oh, can we call you back a second time? And then that would be the seller. And they literally had this team of, say, ladies of a certain age in a room, and they were the sellers. And they were like, these ladies have been with us for about, they're, 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 they're the old timers, you know, they've been with us for three months, you know, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been here since the beginning of this project. <laughs> and like, they were, they thought that it was like Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross in that room. It was like, they just thought that they were like, it was like some stock market, Wall <laughs> oh, Street, yeah. you know, but it's like Wall, 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 Wolf of Wall Street going on in there. They were banging, just coat going on, just like, oh, God. <laughs> they, so that's that, the one job how, I got fired from. But how did you stay on after the first day? It was just money, just needed money. Money. I thought it was funny as well. Oh, you <laughs> saw there, ironically. I was going there with a mate. My mate hooked me up with a job and he was driving me there. You weren't making notes, you're comedy writers. Uh, genuinely, <laughs> I was like, this is this is so terrible. I was like, I have to see where this goes. So like, I just thought, this is brilliant. So make a funny story one day. So, What was your worst jobs? My worst jobs? Yeah. Oh, I've got to be... Oh, so I've got to say, that, that's not even my worst job, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Tesco counter, chicken counter at Tesco. Is that not a specialist thing, chicken? Um, like me? I don't know. I feel like, well, I used to like, if, if hot guys would come along, I'd be like, he's hot. Can he see past the hat I'm wearing on my greasy forehead? Let's give, the let's net give him hair, loads. Net yeah. over the hair. I gave him loads of free meat, nothing. <laughs> wouldn't even look at me twice. And I, But then every now and again, I'd get hungry and be like, oh, just I'm just going to eat this chicken. And my boss would come around the corner just as I was like, putting my whole face into a chicken. As I, I mean, it was cooked. Yeah, he wasn't that yeah, hungry. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. But that is not. Do you need, not need some special certificate? Uh, to not really. Well, well when it. I was taught by the supervisor there how to um, d check this at the right temperature, so that it's legal, she was like, oh, yeah. "Okay, you put this this thermometer in here. Oh, it's not quite hot enough. Okay, in that case, you just lie and you put on that on that piece of paper. It's a bit hot. Yeah. All right. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I suppose okay. it's all automatic, isn't it? You're not really a butcher sort of thing. It's just that says that's fine. Put it out. Yeah, it's just rotisserie chicken. God, I was in Haringey the Don't other day, it. and it was like you know where we was talking before the podcast about the mobile phone shops with the bongs and all that. <laughs> One of them had a small rotisserie in the window, and it had like two chickens in it. And you think that nah, you really are playing roulette. I mean, you that how many times? Has, how long has that been rotating on that bloody thing? It's all good. I mean, you can get your phone unlocked. You can buy some weird skins from France, and then you can also and get a rotisserie chicken. Some I mean, food it's great, yeah. I knew. Um, can't say that story. No, because I'd have to <laughs> name the company. No, I'll think about it. I'll bring it up in another time. What other jobs have you had then? Check your Tesco's? Um a few a few dodgy sales jobs like um like yours. Um what else have I done? Um What was the best job you had? Best job I've had. Uh, I really enjoyed working in a college with young people. Okay. Um and what, it, what was it what was you doing? I had to get them work experience in the music industry. Oh. So basically whatever gig I wanted to go to, if Pete Rock or some kind of cool rapper was playing in town, I'd just give the team a call and say, Would you like some free labour? I've got some really enthusiastic kids. And yeah. by the way, can I have ten guest list? Yeah. And they'd be like, Yeah, that's fine. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that works, does yeah, it? Yeah, it worked, yeah. Cool. Who's the, the, the a famous rap or hip hop artist in the UK now, see if I know him? Um, who is, uh, do you know, Ono Capono? No, I've never heard of it. Nope. Do you know, uh, if you do know that. Oh, okay. 
Uh, yeah, I my rap knowledge is from about I think who's the ninety three till two thousand and four. I'm to so. DJ EZ Easter. EZ is he still around? Did is he from the NWA? No, God no, fucking days. He died of AIDS, didn't he? No, there was a, I had to throw him out of the club. Well, EZ still about. Yeah, he's he's on like club. all of the one hundred and fifty Garage Classics CDs. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. Okay. When we did all a lot of them. the. the they call him now, like Garage Nights and Sweet Harmony and Pure Silk used to be there. Don't give up too much information because a lot of bad things used to happen on them nights. Honestly, if just I told gun you. fingers. Well, guns. It wasn't <laughs> even that. I remember. Oh, so I can't say the names of the bands, but there was a few bands. You can say the bands. <sighs> no, so you're not saying premises or, or no. Premises just on. But anyways, but there are some of them, they just have. Cigarette packets that you'd have to check for knives and things. You'd have to check everything when people come in. And they'd just have the fag packets and there'd just be 20 spliffs in there like this from the bands. And because there's like 10 of them and they've got 20 hangers on, the club would just go, oh, I'll just let them in. You know, I don't know what I'm stood here for. Why am I getting arguments if there's no rules? Um, oh, let's not get on the clubs again. <laughs> uh, what, do you go clubbing? Me? Uh, well, um, there's not. I like a free party. I like a good old dirty free party. Well, House party. it's an illegal rave. So um, you might have bouncers on the door, just like your mate basically taking a fiver. Apart from that, you can do what you want. Charles. Which I like. You mate. ever went to Lost Nightclub you've queued up to get into? <laughs> the sound said it all. I don't. It, no, the cogs are starting to turn. <laughs> might be about. Club, yeah, oh, like club stood outside two years ago. Oh, that recent. Three. Where was this? Uh, I think it was in London. Were you pissed? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's in London, so yeah. like, it's not yeah, good because yeah, no, I was thinking it was that the last time I went because I think I went out in Bristol a while ago. Okay, um, I couldn't think of anything worse now. It's in the club. Oh. Best thing ever, mate. Music, make the music louder than the club. No, because I worked there for like 15 years, so like I, I ended up hating. Going the club, just the grief, just constant grief all night, 15 years of it. So I think I just, I, I drive past sometimes and see that dorm inside the club. I think, oh, thank God I got out of that. I, I just like to have somewhere I can sit down. <laughs> Keep warm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you turn the noise down? I can't, I can't hear my friend talking. Is that why you took it to a comic book? So you can just go into your own world. Mm -hmm. What are you reading at the moment? What am I reading at the moment? Uh, I was reading... God, I've been trying to get through all these X-Men books. Um, they re basically they rebooted the X-Men in, in our comics a couple of months, well, about six months ago, a year ago. And I've been hanging on, hoping for it to get good. And it just hasn't. Um, and How are you holding on? It's the age of the internet. How is your brain still slow enough to just go, oh, you read that little thing there? <laughs> With all the videos and the... You can still sort of slow yourself down to just yeah. appreciate I, I tend to read before I go to bed because uh, okay. it's a nice little way to uh, relax, get your brain <laughs> Oh, that's great, that is. Uh, just sod everyone. He's going to sit here, give me a little hot cocoa. Yeah, I'm not going to yeah. read my comic book. <laughs> well, um, is there Avengers comic books? Yeah, of course, yeah. With the same story, like yeah. I oh, they what are they doing? They're doing um, this gods coming down and like Moon Knight's involved. It's all very elaborate. What are they doing with like this Marvel film? Not Marvel, but because they got what to we're the doing point films. Like, oh, no, but I mean, in, in general, terms of those I mean, sort, come on. those type of films, they got they kept up in the ante to the point of like time travel and gods coming. You go, well, where do you go from well, there? Well, th well, this is this is the the problem really with the whole thing is that now they've sort of peaked with sort of Endgame. 
you know, Infinity War and Endgame, and it's just like, well, what do you do now? Now you've had like the biggest, the universe biggest, about biggest, to, biggest yeah. uh, thing. Then is it? Can you go back to like people having small arguments in a room? Like so maybe we stop. Maybe stop for <laughs> a while. Goes, too much <laughs> money. Too much money. No, there's there's more of these. They seem to be trying to do uh, slightly different, more interesting films. Which is what do you mean? Uh, good. Well, different. They they're trying to add a bit of variety because like Black Widow's coming out. Maybe, is that a superhero? Maybe yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. That's Scarlett Johansson and the okay. Avengers thing. Um, that looks like. They're trailering. The trailers make that look like a Jason Bourne film. So it makes it look like some kind of cool action film because oh, right. they don't have superpowers. So it's just loads of people being up Russian agents. Okay. And then there's like Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, which is apparently a Kung Fu film shot in China, which is coming out in a couple of years. So yeah. you've got the Eternals, which no one cares about. But it's just but, nothing. It's just... Pff, but I'm saying at least they're trying to do something slightly different. They're, they're going to go, okay, we're going to have a film set in China about a Kung Fu guy. Cool. You know, we're having a film set in Eastern Europe about, you know, spies and stuff. Okay, yeah. I'd say at least they're trying to diversify. Maybe they just need to dumb it down a bit and instead of having superheroes, just have like some mediocre. Yeah, what you need is you need a big, like, so what's a British film company? What's the, give me some big British film companies like James Who does James Bond, Pinewood, you know, them sort of ones? Well, they're they're more productions. But you need that sort of investment to go right. Everyone, just go and make some movies. We're going to fund movies, things at every level. Let's find a new set of directors. Do you know what I mean? This is for low-level, low-budget films. There's a load of money in all fronts. Just go and... What's the BTEC? What's the British film? BFs? BFI. BFI. Yeah, just all you lot. Channel 4. Here's a load of money. Start. Let's kickstart this again, rather than these four big production companies starting these massive movies. Let's just come up with some new directors. Do you know what I mean? You need that sort of... Um, I don't want to quote him, but uh, there was a, a another guy, another writer, Hollywood scriptwriter. But he said he he asked a, a while ago and sparked a, a mild debate online. Um, he's a Me Too guy now. So, so oh, now. for God's sake! But he said he said, "Where's the next Star Wars coming from? You know, where's the next big new IP, like the big new sort of franchise kind of thing?" If he tried, he said, that "If you tried to get Star Wars, if you came to the studios with Star Wars, saying, hey, 'Hey, I've got this cool idea,' and there's princes and you know, space wizards and laser swords, people go, yeah. what is it based on anything? Is it based on a book or a comic? They'll be like, no, it's just this cool, crazy idea I've got. They'll be like, can I have 150 million to make it? They'll be like, hell no. Get well, that's what I think. I think films have got so big and so funneled into just certain companies. I think you, that you have to need that backlash of like, let's start again. It's gone to, we can't go anywhere anymore now. We can't like keep making films for 150 million. Let's hit low level films. Well, uh, that, <clears> I think streaming's going to change. Uh, well, it's changing the industry and will continue to change the industry. Um, cinemas, ha- I mean, we have had so, some of the biggest films ever in the last five, six years, but ticket sales are down. Just numbers of ticket sales are down. Um, and streaming services are biting. You know, the, like the quality of the stuff on streaming is very good. I mean, Netflix mm. original films. Some of those pretty good. Some of those you are like, oh, I, I could see this in the cinema. Yeah. Some of them you watch and you go, I could see why it's on Netflix, but like, well, I, go, it's perfectly fine. But it's, you know, there should not definitely cinematic. be more money pumped into original, yes, indeed, or low indeed. level comedies. Yes, yes, but I mean, the uh, you know, the beauty of the uh, media landscape these days is anyone can do it. At the beginning of lockdown, I bought myself a camera. I don't have any yeah. training, but. I just started making films, and with the internet and the streaming platforms, we can just put it. Yeah, what was the documentary you did? It was a I can't remember what the name of it was now. Uh, it's called um, "It's Happening Lockdown 2020." Ooh, 
oh, what's yeah. that about? Um, well, uh, it was about how lockdown, rather than corona, initially affected the people in my housing community, which is a cooperative housing community of about 150 people in Deptford. And what it ended up being about was me and my mates still trying to have a party, everyone else getting annoyed with us, and then um, my friend's boyfriend being told by her housemates that he's got to leave, and a big uh, sort of like dramatic goodbye at the train station. So, Oh, that wasn't the... Friend and the boyfriend were having sex too loud or something. Yes. Oh, you've a, watched it. Oh, yeah, 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 great. yeah I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, this casual appearance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she said, oh, I don't even go. You should watch. How do they find that? What do they go to? What's your like social? Where would that be? Um, it's on, uh, it's not out. Oh, yeah. I've got to uh, change some of the music because I don't have the rights to it and I quite like to put it out there. Oh, so I'm okay. going to make the music for it, but yeah, it's going to yeah. be on Vimeo okay. soon. Okay. Thank you. Cool. Well, we're sort of a, a new guest host now. You've joined the team. Yeah. What do you think? I'm in the past. Are you going to be back or are you just going to, when you say, can I go to the toilet, you're just going to bolt down yeah. the road and leave your handbag and phone behind? Jumping out the window. <laughs> no, this is fine. Not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not again. Don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll have you back on. So this is the all new Vealicia podcast. So what was our, um, so uh, uh, it, to get in contact with the show, you go to, if you're going to say it, say it right. Or shall I just do it? Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> podcast at vlucci.com get in touch with the show or go to vlucci.com send us in your questions Charles did you want to say anything yeah just send us in your uh, questions recipes half-baked ideas Re- um, recipes yeah yeah, yeah. anything any, you got yeah. any uh, computer game tips <laughs> yeah. You got? yeah 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 but mainly questions we want questions we want ideas for subject matters um at Vialucci Media is our social media pages, but just go to vialucci.com. Um, You're thinking of starting a new religion, maybe send us a pamphlet yeah, about cults. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we didn't get any of cults. Oh, yeah. uh, go on, give us a snap oh, before well, Grim walks out. There's, there's, okay, there's not, no, there's not yeah. too much to it, but I, I was walking, um, I don't know where that was, it was in Belgrave, just around the corner actually. Belgravia. Yeah. Belgravia, yeah. Um, so nice posh bit of the, of the world, um, and I see a bunch of people, uh, like, uh, like 20 ladies walk past, but, they were all sort of had like head coverings uh, and they were sort of wearing old timey clothes. They almost looked Amish. You right, know? Yeah. They sort of had this weird, like, they looked long like, limbs. Hmm? I mean, was it the Amish? Bad jokes. <laughs> um, I don't know, but like, yeah, you didn't go. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, um, and I was like, okay, are they trainee uh, nuns? Yeah. Because they sort of had the head coverings like nuns yeah. and they were sort the of habit. All, they were almost dressed like uniform. It wasn't a habit, but it was sort of was white. They were dressed in white. And then I noticed that they had um, two guys. There was like a column of like 15, 20 women. And they had like a column and, and these two dudes at the front who were also dressed very oddly. And like they turned around and said, halt. Oh, God. And then they all stopped. Oh, the women weren't looking around either. Yeah. They were all sort of shuffling around, eyes down. And then like the guy had to pull out his phone and like figure out what the hell he was. And I was like, I don't think that. And I was also walking through, trying to avoid them while walking through the middle of them. I was like, I don't think they're nuns because they're hanging out with like these two dudes but what i mean and like they were all just honestly like heads down like hands thing they look like they're on a pilgrimage but it was like kfc car park or something it was very odd but the two dudes i mean they weren't like pimps they were two dudes <laughs> Did they have flares and sort of they draw? almost looked like kind of weird pastor dudes oh where's oh, there's a big church right maybe it was that maybe. don't say where it is but did they look like christian catholic sort of none that i'd ever seen like honestly as i said oh, they really? just look like a bunch of amish people it was very odd oh, i'm going to say about that, was, that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was it I just thought i was like oh i think they're a cult okay but what's the halt thing halt what? silly said halt. halt why 
And then they had some discussion about where the hell they were. Oh, not to you? No, to, oh, to right. the column of ladies that they were leading around. It was like Malcolm X. He just t- turned his hand. and he was... <laughs> well, they, Yeah, they were literally like they were just leading these sort of this group of okay. women around the yeah. center of the city. And I was just thinking, yeah, you get these whole little like sub-communities and these people just living these whole weird other lives, like completely different from you. Well, that's that's most people to me. <laughs> that feels like... Oh, well, that's, that's all of us. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I mean, they're just obviously kind of way out there just given up just take me take my soul tell me what to do i don't uh, want to be part of this modern easier, world wouldn't it? <laughs> have we got any amish in this country was that an american thing uh i, I yeah I, I don't think we do officially oh, we okay. don't. it's not like the hell's angels i'm not sure we have an official chapter that's a cult i'd like to be in yeah I mean, it's quite a cool <laughs> yeah. one yeah hats bikes yeah big hairy men well <laughs> oh charles um so <laughs> Right, well, I'm on that bombshell. We'll uh, uh, be back next week with, um, what's his name, John Higgins and mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. So thank cool. you very much for cool. the, watching the thank new as well. podcast. Yeah, cheers, Holly. See thank you soon. You. Cool. Cheers. Bye, everyone. Bye. Could be larger than life